to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. So we are back with the Michael Entrepreneur Podcast. And I have actually uh, not done this before, but I've invited a previous guest back on because, wow, he shared some things with me that I just, I felt like we needed to share more broadly uh, with this audience. So I've invited Judd Byrne back from Asphalt Kingdom because, and I'm, I'm not going to, I actually don't want to spoil anything as such. So Judd, welcome back, first of all. Thank you. And we spoke, we spoke after I, I stopped recording, we actually spoke about some yes. amazing things that you went through. And this is what I really wanted you to share with the audience. So can you take us back to, there was a moment in your time when it was incredibly gut-wrenching, but it had to happen and actually there was there's a bit of a happy ending with it. So can you take us back to that moment and describe for us what actually happened? Yeah, absolutely. So this is going back just uh, just over four years ago where I was, my wife was pregnant and she had this beautiful baby bump and filled with color and life and just, you know, so happy. Um, my mother, uh, my wife went through a tremendous amount of hardship growing up uh, through her years. And basically it reached a point where, where, you know, it was, it was a time where she was reflecting on her life and just so grateful to be pregnant and to be able to share a good life to her, her child. Now this would be her second. So we have Kai who's seven and now Theo who's four, but um, yeah, during that time, it was a very, it was a very special time for her as it is for every mother, but because of her past, I think it was even more special that she was able to pass along a gift that was, um, that she was able to kind of, you know, protect and embrace and really give a life of, of, of what she maybe missed. And so the, we went over to St. Martin, we live in Anguilla in the Caribbean, went over to St. Martin. And as we arrived, we got checked into the hospital and she was going in for an induced uh, delivery uh, because living in the Caribbean, it's not as easy as some may think to just, you know, oh, I, I'm having contractions and I need to hop on a boat and take a boat over for 30 minutes to St. Martin. And then hopefully, you know, the baby's not born on the boat and so on and so forth. So anyway, we went over and she got induced and she had a rapid delivery. It was very, very, very fast. It happened in um, like 32 minutes from the time she was induced, which didn't even really make sense. It just happened. And, and um, so Theo came and he was, you could hear his, you could hear like him struggling when he was born. He was like a hum, like a, uh, like a deep hum when he was breathing every time it was it just, uh, uh, and we, we didn't really understand what that was. We thought he was kind of being like crabby or something, or just, you know, not, not really happy to be in this cold, shocking world, which is exactly actually what was happening. Um, he had complete shock to the environment and, and coming out so rapidly. 
um, not gradually. And it was a shock, like being scared almost. And, and he came out and he, he with little socks on and little onesie and a little diaper and a little hat. And, um, they immediately said, you know, that he's, he's, um, he's got some respiratory challenges. His lungs are not completely inflated. And so we're going to take him into, uh, into the ward and make sure that he's, he's safe and he's on, um, He's on a ventilator and, and, you know, and watched, observed. And so Mindy and I spent the night and we were, you know, all good. Day one was fine. And then day two, um, we got a call because we weren't able to sleep at the hospital the second night. Um, they said that we would need to, um, you know, either wait in the waiting room and we were both exhausted, Mindy and pain still. And so we grabbed a little hotel up the street and then got a call that morning that said, that Theo is really struggling. Like he's having a really challenging time. Yeah. Staying, staying breathing basically. And they would need to introduce surfactant, which is a, a, a steroid to inflate the lungs, to stimulate the lungs, to open them up fully. Cause they were semi semi collapsed. And so, um, basically, I'm sorry about this. Basically what happened is that they introduced the surfactant and he literally had um he literally had a um a an allergic reaction to it and so his throat started to close up and when his throat started to close up that was happening right in front of us um well right in front of us we were outside the room because it was a procedure there were like three nurses and a doctor and his throat started to close up and you could see them scrambling in the room and um, they went to go get uh, an, like a handheld air pump to to keep pumping him because they were trying to intubate him and they were unable to do that. They were piercing him and stuff. It was terrible. And he started bleeding this little baby and we're watching and I'm holding his little brother in my arms. Like at this point, uh, Kai was three and he's asking what's going on with baby brother. And it's and and my wife's just, you know, it, you can imagine you're not sure if this child's going to survive or not. And the doctor told us to come in. And so I passed Kai, our, our three-year-old at the time, off to my buddy, Matthew. My wife and I walked in and we were, we were just so scared of what they were about to tell us. And they said that we're losing him and that he's going. And you could see the respiratory monitor and the heart monitor. You could see everything just failing and just everything just dropping. And we're watching our child die in front of us. And um, he did. He just completely flatlined, uh, respiratory failure, cardiovascular failure. And the doctors said to us that he's gone um, and asked if they wanted us to hold him uh, to hold him one last time before um, before we left the room. And uh, yeah, uh, my wife did not want to hold him and I didn't want to hold him. And my wife screamed and she ran out, ran out of the room, swung the door open, two doors, actually, because of. You know, for sanity reasons, they keep two doors. And I went right after her and what left this baby that was turning gray on the table and watching our little CEO literally, literally leave. And, uh, and yeah, we, um, we went in a, in a room down the hallway to, to try and process what was going on. And because of my wife's past um, and losing him, it was like, I, I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to have to be there for her for the rest of her life and she'll never be the same again. 
and um and uh yeah we we were mourning as we were literally mourning as death on the uh on the floor on the tile floor curled up in a ball and uh trying to figure out how we were going to cope with it and i i had such a hard time believing what was taking place it was like a dream it was like we were tired we were exhausted we were we were unsure of how to, or i was unsure how to cope with it and i'm not very religious at all but i was i was i started to pray and just help mindy like help my wife just you know make make this better and um and i spent about it was around 20 minutes just under 20 minutes i spent with her on the floor it felt like 3 hours and um just trying to take the pain away you know and um just kind of pause that for one second before that i had never gone through anything remotely close to this and i had i had um i'd been a lot more interested i've always been interested in helping people but i i truly didn't understand the the actual true purpose of my life until what happened next and what happened next was i left the room to find out what to do with theo's body and i walked into a i needed to use the restroom so bad and just kind of catch myself like just kind of like this is real i now need to deal with the circumstances i need to deal with the situation i need to make this i need to fix this like just need to fix this i need it to all go away you know and I looked in the mirror and it was a green bathroom, light green with just a small little light, little concrete thing underneath the staircase. And I looked in the mirror and I just like leaned on the sink as I was like washing my hands and splashing water on my face. And I looked in the mirror and I was just like, God, like God, <laughs> or whatever, whatever you are, like whatever, whatever power that exists out there bring him back to life. Yeah. And um, there was the other side of me, which was just like, that, that can't happen. Like it's never possible. He's gone. He's too far gone, you know? And um, yeah, I left that bathroom and I walked into the room through those same two doors that we busted out of. And I looked at Dr. Karima Matthews daily, who was sitting at a desk over to the right she had red high heels on in a dress and she was always all decked out and um and she had delivered the baby uh, she had delivered kai and theo and she was the only one in the room and the lights were dim and there's this light on theo that's laying over there and his body's there and i looked at her and i said what are you like what are we going to do and she looked at me and with the space that was just in shock and disbelief and she said he's alive and i was just like no like don't 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 even tell me that like don't even tell me that i can't i can't process this right i'm just like how do i how does one process that and then for me to think that he might have a little slim chance of energy and life in him for me to go back and tell mindy and then for him to go again just everything going through my mind. I wanted him back so bad, but I didn't know how to process. And I walked over to him and he was like, his color was coming back. It's on my Facebook page, by the way. If you search Theo Burden, Judd Burden, you can search Facebook and see it there, the story. But she said, I don't know how, but he's alive. And Theo was alive. 
And I stood there for 25 minutes and I just was asking Karima questions. How long was he gone? He was gone for 17 minutes, like gone. And some, I don't even know how I'm like standing there. I'm just standing there going, how is it even possible? Like, how is that? Can you imagine holding your breath for 17 minutes? Can you imagine being respiratory and cardiovascular, full flat line gone for 17 minutes and then reactivating? And I, I immediately, like after 20 minutes, I was just like, it's time to go tell Mindy. And the doctors were on their way from Columbia on a private jet from Bucaramanga, Columbia, flying in to come pick them up. That was already booked from prior. So they were already en route. So we had lost them while they were en route. And I go out and tell Mindy and I go in the room and I'm just like, he's alive. He's like, Theo is alive. And during that period, it was very, very clear to me what the purpose of my life was, is. And it's, I said, I would do anything in the world to bring this child back that I prayed so hard. I would do anything, anything. And there was this voice that plays and it still plays. It still plays all the time. Your purpose is to touch people. Your purpose is to help people believe it's your purpose is to help and not, it's not believe in God, but to believe in a higher power, to believe in your life being a incredibly precious, magical, extraordinary thing that we take for granted every day. And that's like, that's something that I've learned how to, um, how to realize finally is that the spark that we have right now is, is such a precious spark because it can be gone so fast and so easy. Not everybody comes back like Theo, you know, but that's uh that's been the purpose that's been the mission and hopefully this story really helps you know people to look in the mirror and and love themselves and be be grateful for the things that you have in your life because in a flash they can be gone and it's better to enjoy them now while they're here you don't want to go through what we went through at all i'm glad i went through it because of the number of lives i'm touching right now but i i um I would have preferred to just have Theo alive right there. He didn't, we didn't need to risk losing him for this lesson. I think that we should all learn from these kind of lessons right now and not wait for something like that to possibly happen. Let's change lives by having these conversations, you know? Yeah. Wow. I just, um, <laughs> I had to like, I just have to collect myself, I think, because that was, that's an incredible yeah, I'm just processing myself. Um, so I did want to ask then, you know, obviously you went through this lesson, which, as you said, you're, you're, you would have preferred not to, but also grateful that you did. Sure. And what now? Like, so what are you, what are the ways that you are, you know, helping serve this purpose of yours that you now know is yours to live out? Like, what are you doing tangibly now to do that? Yeah, so we, um, I'm spreading the message as fast as I possibly can about this stuff. And it's, it's people, people don't like to be alone. People don't like to be alone in the fog and spinning around in circles, not knowing direction or, or where to go. And it starts with self-love. It starts with self-respect and, and, and living a life where you're proud to be you. Um, it doesn't have to do with monetary. It doesn't have to do with what 
designer clothing you're wearing or what car you drive, it comes down to you actually being able to, to be happy with you. And so what happened with my business, the asphalt business, we touch a lot of young people who are wanting to start in the service-based businesses. And what's happened is we have a lot of service-based influencers that are hit, like really reaching out. They're coming out of the woodwork. It's like literally this, this lighthouse in the middle of the field that is there and it's asphalt kingdom in this case. Cause that's my asphalt's my background, of course, is, you know, but from part one, um, but it's like in the middle of the field and you know, the, all these trees on the outside of the field and people are peeking out behind the trees and saying, Oh, like this is amazing. So we've got influencers that have like, you know, they get a four or 5 million views on TikTok, and they're in the service-based business and I'm helping them grow and scale their business, but they're touching people through their messaging. Now they're understanding what their purpose is and, finding that purpose. I just had a, in a TikTok. I don't even want to call it influencer. I want to call it a partner. Um, and, and um, Adam Chapman from Padpal, he was just down here and he came down originally for five days. He spent five weeks because um, he really didn't want to leave. And it was, it was some pretty intensive moments, but he found his purpose. And he's this, this guy's 26 year old, 26 years old is now on a mission to change the world. And that's, that's one of them. And, um, and now you are, and now the people watching this can be, and it's, it's not about, it's not about the money. I'm not, I'm not sitting here getting interviewed for the money or to promote my business. That's not, I don't, I don't care about that. What I truly care. I mean, I care, but I truly care that people feel incredible about their life. And if you don't, then you need to work on changing that. You need to fix that because you deserve that. And, you know, if you're struggling with something, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with, with a job that you're really not enjoying and you're trading your time for money, I urge you to not just pick up and dramatically snap it out. I, I, I recommend that you start formulating a plan that you'll start to execute and not just think about it, but actually write it down and surround yourself with greatness and people and coaches and coaches. Everybody thinks you have to pay a coach. You don't. You can surround yourself with people in the social media world that are really positive and influential and are giving out content all the time. YouTube's filled with great stuff as well as really bad stuff. Stick to the great stuff. Subscribe to really great stuff. And that will start to inspire you. You know, if you're you know, if you're, if you're feeling like you need a little more exercise, go get some exercise, just have the discipline to do it, you know, and switch. I'm going to do 10 push-ups right now. I'm going to do that every day for the next hundred days. Like, I mean, we, yeah. the freedom, you know, that, that to me. So how am I doing it? I'm doing it through internet primarily. Um, and through, through, um, through partners that really believe in, in making this world a better place. And, let me tell you, the very first thing that I tell any partner that I'm working with is unplug from the news and unplug from your feeds and your social and the social platforms that you're in. You know, if you're going to spend time in social media, don't let the billion dollar corporations rule what it is that you're going to feel. Instead, just focus directly on the positive thing without being distracted by it. Don't catch your, you know, if you do catch yourself getting into the negative, break out of it plug into the positivity. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? A lot of us think that we don't have that choice, but we actually do. We have the choice to 
because, and that's the great thing about being human is, you know, we can make these decisions for ourselves. We can choose to block out the negativity. And some might say, oh, but that's not being realistic or whatever, but hey, that's a choice that you can make. And it's a very healthy one too for a lot of a lot of people. So yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, and how is Theo doing now? <laughs> is he healthy, running around, being a cheeky little boy? Should I try to call him up here? Yeah, do it. Let, let me let me see. Let me see if I can call him up here quickly. Let me see if I can call him up. Theo. Theo, tell Theo to come upstairs. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see if we can get him up here quickly. I know you have uh, I know you have um, another another person, another person to move on to here um, and and bring more value to your audience. That's amazing, amazing. But um If Theo doesn't come up here for whatever reason, because he's probably outside playing soccer, but let me tell you this, Theo is absolutely perfect. We were so concerned about, you know, brain damage and lack of oxygen to his brain and everything. He's more than perfect. He never gets sick. He is rough, tough, and he's serving, he's serving a light, like he's so giving and loving and cuddly, and he's going to do some incredible things like this child didn't only give because you can imagine all the people that he touched like when you go to facebook and look at his journey because i documented after we went to columbia and all this stuff i mean the number of people that he has that he has truly touched is mind-blowing like mind-blowing i mean i had customers in our business that were calling and reaching out and asking if there was anything they could do and it was just the overwhelming amounts of support and love. And it's incredible when something like that happens, the amount of, the amount of airport love and, and care and everything, like it wouldn't have mattered if there was a pandemic, it wouldn't have mattered if there was a recession, it wouldn't have mattered. Just the, the focus was on love and life and everything. And so why can't we do that all the time? Yes, we can. All the time. How many people today have you actually expressed gratitude to? How many people today have you told them that you love them? How many, how many doors have you opened for somebody else? How many times have you given to somebody else who needs something maybe more than you do today? And if you, if we did that, if everybody just gave a little bit of that every day, man. This world would be such a better place, wouldn't it? It would just be amazing. Wow. Okay. Yes. Well, that's, <laughs> um, so let us know, please, how, you know, in the, in this way that you're helping people, if someone wants to reach out, connect with you, if they're feeling any of the things that you've just described, maybe, oh, is that Theo? <laughs> hey, Theo, had so much about you. <laughs> outside. You're outside? Yeah. Wait, what your house looks like? Her house looks cool, right? You wait, see. wait, I don't see her house. You don't see her house? Yeah, you can see out the back and everything right there. Oh, that's her uh, house? Uh, yeah. Uh, cool? Where is she at? Do you, know, do you know what we were speaking about? We were speaking about in St. Martin when you had that challenge, remember? I know. You remember when you had that challenge? No. Do you remember <laughs> what happened? In, do you remember what happened in St. Martin? Mm, yeah. What happened? I died. You did. And and then what happened after? My horse fell. 
your heart stopped. And, yeah. then, and then what happened after that? I don't know. Are you happy? No. Are you happy now? Yes. <laughs> what, 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 if, you, if you had one thing to tell everybody in the world, what would you tell them? I don't know still. You don't know Is that still? you? Yeah. So, Mr. Theo, you're going to realize one day, you're going to realize one day how much of an incredible lesson that you've given so many people all over the world. Do you know that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, you do. Good. <laughs> say, say thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, one last, one last thing, Judd. So, yeah, what? how can people connect with you? How can they be on this mission with you how can yeah just share with us for people so, <laughs> yeah i mean everybody like connect you can connect follow me on instagram you can follow me on facebook you can follow me um on linkedin you can follow me anywhere really on all platforms judd burden j-u-d-d-b-u-r-d-o-n and we run some really cool personal and business building retreats down here at the hotel that we have. Um, it's really, really, it's, it's pretty awesome. So that's called Goal, G-O-A-L, Goal Digger Retreats. And it's, it's a pretty special time. We'll just say that people who come usually don't want to leave. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty incredible experience. And if you go to YouTube and type in Goal Digger Retreat, 2019 you can watch the recap video and you'll see that it's it's a pretty magical time for sure amazing yeah. and if nothing else meet theo that's <laughs> that that i think that's that's you know incentive enough everyone all right for thank sure. you so much Jad. uh that was amazing thank you so much for sharing again uh, and we'll leave those links in the show notes and everyone else please leave a review leave rating show your love to Jad and everything that he shared um share this with all of your friends and we will see you on the next episode bye Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, deidreeshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.